I'm Kate. And I'm Ruby. And we're the Duality Project. And you're listening to the Self-Study Podcast. <laughs> the Duality Project is empowerment from the inside. We seek to live life on purpose so that we can more intentionally and intimately show up in our relationships and our communities. With a healthier perspective on self-development, we offer programs, coaching, and this podcast that support you in bridging the gap between who you want to be and how you actually show up. Through exploration and awareness, you'll discover a deeper understanding of yourself to become happier, healthier, and more grounded. We are so glad you're here. Something that goes along with this podcast is the curriculum we've put together called the Self-Study Program. We also offer one-on-one self-study coaching and mini self-study courses via thedualityproject.com. Really exciting news, Um, but applications for the 2023 Self-Study Programs programs are going to be available real soon. Are we going to tell them when? December 1st. What? <laughs> Ruby's like, yep, we're telling That's them That's how we're going to get it done. <laughs> we're going to tell you the date. We're going to tell you the date, December 1st. And what's, what we're really excited about is that we're going to have like multiple versions of that. Like, um, So anyways, we don't have to go through that now. <laughs> Keep your eyes open and yeah. stay tuned. And not only your eyes, but your email inbox perhaps if you haven't subscribed to our newsletters go ahead and do that um there's a link in the show notes for that today we wanted to kind of do a little bit of housekeeping housekeeping yeah housekeeping and we kind of want to talk about like what's the intention of the podcast and we kind of did our sit down annual retreat with ourselves um last week and a big thing that came up for us was like what we want in, in this world of, like, self-development and also, like, um, progressiveness, um, sometimes, and I get into this thing of, like, where the world feels like doom and gloom and where, like, where the world of, like, coaching or self-development just generally feels like, um, it can feel like a bunch of, like, really privileged people just being, like, drink my water and, like, um, you know, I've been seeing some Gwyneth Paltrow memes, you know, like, you know, the ones where it's just like, that's like not really available to people. And that makes our work feel like that's just not who we want to be. That's not how we want to like show up in this space. It's not who we want to be in this space. And it's not who we are in this space. Like in the beginning of this, you hear us say that we want to live life on purpose and enjoy. And like, that doesn't mean without challenges. That doesn't mean um, outside of the systems that already exist. Cause for the most part, like none of us are privileged enough to get to exist outside of the systems. Oh, and, and like, does that make sense? Mm-hmm. That's making sense. Mm-hmm. And so like, we're not coming at you telling you that the only way to get better at ha- doing your life is by drinking more water and drink more water, drink more water. You know what I mean? Like both things can exist at the same time. Yeah. I think part of what Kate's speaking to is our desire to remind you that we're right here with you. And the point of the work that we do is that um, we feel compelled to share our real life experience and challenges with you so that you know you're not alone. We get to feel not alone. And then together we get to do life better Mm -hmm. and like become better as people. And then over time, right, shift the system's on whatever scale, right? From top to bottom, inside out, together. Yeah. Like what we hope that you leave listening to the podcast with is a sense of possibility. 
And one thing we talked about, like, right before we got here was that, like, possibility is great. And something that I notice a lot of times that we do is, like, we name, like, wow, this thing is possible. And then once we start to kind of unpack and realize, like, the challenge that it is actually going to take to get to the point that we named that's possible, that is the part where all of a sudden we feel overwhelmed and hopeless. And what we're here to offer is that the reason for even dreaming big about what's possible is that so we have a fucking clue what we might be working towards. Mm -hmm. And that we can take those little baby steps to get there. Yeah, and we want to be a reminder that we can all do the tough thing. Mm -hmm. Like, we are built to do hard things. We do hard things better together. Mm -hmm. And you're very capable. And, you know, you'll hear Kate and I say a lot, you're doing great. Yeah. And we really want the podcast and the work that we do to continue to, and, like, for the top priority of its embodiment to be that. Like, you're doing great. And there is a lot of possibility for us if, when, how we want it. And these are some tools for going after that, for like taking the next step in the right direction for yourself. Yeah. You're doing great. Take a big nap, take a, eat a big lunch, do some jumping jacks and then get going back at what you were doing. You know, <laughs> like how do you need to take care of yourself in order to do the things that are hard? And that's what the self-study podcast is ultimately here to offer. That's what the self-study program is ultimately here to offer. Like, what are your, what's that thing? Big, hairy, ass, audacious dreams? (laughs) (laughs) Big, hairy, audacious goals. Big, hairy, audacious. Yeah, what are your big, hairy, (laughs) audacious goals, you know? And, like, one of mine is that, like, like, do I, I truly believe that there is so much wealth in the world that every single person on the planet should and can be paid a living wage in order to have a life that is fulfilling and restful and full of relationship and love and ooey gooeyness. And I don't know if you've taken a look around, but like, you know, Flint, Michigan still doesn't have running water. That's unacceptable. Mm-hmm. But like, but it doesn't make sense that we have these like, like, yes, all of, there are all of these, like, yeah, we should be doing better for each other. We should do a better job of creating systems that positively impact more people. There are ways where the system can positively impact everybody. Yeah, and I think something that's important to, like, point at and remember with that and, like, why our work feels so important to us is that we – we can't step into that kind of collective possibility until we're doing the stuff mm-hmm. on the front lines of our life, right? Mm-hmm. Which means drinking enough water, mm-hmm. taking a nap when you need to, like uh, checking in with your support system. And, and the way that like, you know, like what we're talking about is what the duality project is to us. Mm-hmm. It's like a reminder of all of this and that there's nuance and there are layers and it's complicated and there's no such thing as right. And so we're doing the best we can and let's continue to do that. Right. Like let's all continue to do the best we can on purpose Yes. because life doesn't need to be like, even with all its challenges, it doesn't have to be doom and gloom, miserable. No, we can take what we have and make the most of it. And the reason it can't be doom and gloom and miserable is because then we stop trying like, and one, and, and, like, honestly, that's how trauma works. It's like, once we feel like we have, once we feel this sense of like hopelessness, then we stop trying. Like we stop trying to stand up for ourselves. We stop, stop trying to do the right thing. We're just like, well, fuck this. Yeah. We lose a sense of resilience. Mm -hmm. And what we hope is that like, if you're in that place of feeling like hopeless about how do I even get to contribute to the world or like 
no matter what I do, it's never going to be enough. Something that Ruby reminds me of a lot is that for generations, people have been feeling this way. And that sense, like living into the sense of like, well, I can't possibly do enough. Well, then you won't. And, and there are like two ways we respond to that as people, right? Either we tap out or we burn out. Mm-hmm. And we really believe that it's possible that we can all be living somewhere in the middle. Mm-hmm. Where there are, yeah, there's like natural ebb and flow. We don't have to go so hard in one direction. Totally. And we get to like take turns. Mm-hmm. We get to take turns like showing up in our best ways. And then we get to take turns like stepping back and resting, you know, and like then reevaluating Oh, how do we do this? What are the lessons that we learned from this past thing? And then how do we implement those things to be even better the next round? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so you'll hear us and already have, if you've been listening to the podcast, you hear us speak to really big themes, really big, like mm-hmm. zoomed out pictures. Um, and you'll hear us give like some pretty simple practices or exercises. We, we share what's going on in our lives and then we share really simple things and we keep saying drink water, but that might be one that comes up or like, truly, you know, go to the bathroom when you need to, or like, I don't know, really simple stuff. And like, let me say why those things, why those are impactful, yet also seemingly so simple. Like drinking water when you need it is, is the practice of meeting your own needs. And that's necessary in a world that where we're not set up to, um, I mean, whatever, we're human beings. We have to meet our own needs. We all have to meet our own needs. Like, nobody's just going to, like, bring me water, you know, every 28 minutes when I need it, you know? And then, like, the part about going to the bathroom. You know, like, knowing knowing that you have the freedom to get up and leave, a, especially, like, a room, you know? Like, I don't know, I think of it being in school. And it's, like, knowing that you have the freedom to get up and get up and meet a need of that is yours to meet your own needs. Like that's why an important part of that. And that is honestly like that is practicing the kind of like baseline examples of what it looks like to step into possibility Mm -hmm. in your own life and possibility and like self empowerment. Mm -hmm. And the reason that self empowerment is important is because when we empower ourselves then we also begin to empower the people around us. It's the opposite of trying to control ourselves into submission and therefore control the people around us into submission. When we know that we get to meet our own needs, then we kind of inherently operate from this belief that like people should be able to do what they need to do to meet their own needs and how can we support each other. And that you're worth meeting your own needs. Like you're worth having your needs met. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, you'll hear us like mention some really simple practices and know that there's always a why behind it that's connected to this like bigger picture. And one of these really simple practices that we want to start doing as part of our podcasting format is uh, to get grounded in gratitude. That like before we lean into the topic of the moment, (laughs) that we all take a pause to consider things that we're grateful for. And we'll share some of those with you, but we encourage you to like also consider some gratitudes in your life right now today as a way to like get grounded into what is really present and possible. Yeah. What are you feeling grateful for us today, Ruby? I feel grateful. And we made like a few notes about some, some like topics of gratitude, Mm -hmm. which can be helpful too. So 
Um, something that I'm grateful for about myself is, oh, this has been really present lately, is my practice of presence. I feel so grateful that I have committed to a practice of presence for like quite a long amount of time that like it is like a regular part of how I do my days and so like right now I'm hanging out with Kate and her niece for a few days and it feels so easy to be at whatever cadence Lily needs to be at um, because I feel really collected and and centered in my practice of presence like it feels easy to be here yeah. Mm -hmm. Whatever here looks like or means. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm feeling grateful about myself. Hmm. I'm feeling really grateful about how I am both. I really. Uh, <laughs> integrity is really important to me. Integrity and responsibility are like two really important things to me and I've really been in the practice of giving myself grace recently and I feel really proud of that and I feel really grateful in the ways that that grace that I have had for myself in going like I'm not perfect and I don't have to be perfect and what I do have to do is just continue to show up when and where and how and how I can with grace. Um, yeah, I feel really grateful for that kind of grace mm -hmm. that I've offered myself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's really special. <clears throat> um, I feel grateful for you in, in the ways that like, I mean, you're the kind of friend who I know always shows up and we, I've had a year that has asked you to show up in a lot of like celebratory and also hard ways. And I feel really grateful that I don't have to even think twice about Kate showing up. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> I've been crying so much recently. Um, and so much of that has been like the way in which like, um, I'm feeling grateful for, like, the way that you love people, and, you know, Ruby just got married, we talked about that on the last one, and, um, like, I feel grateful that Ruby is in her life in such purpose, and so that, like, the love that surrounds you also gets to surround me. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Well, I'll collect yourself. Gratitude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because I get to benefit from the way that you live your life. Thank you. Yeah. Same. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Need a water break? One more piece of gratitude. Let's see. <clears throat> okay, well, I feel very grateful that, like, this is the work that we get to do and that we have really together held a lot of grace for ourselves in navigating the the way that the duality project is right and so we've allowed it to evolve over the years and if you're not familiar the duality project started when Kate and I both had our own small businesses and we wanted to lead 
uh, retreats together that would give people this information that we like share with you now mm -hmm. through our work still. And so that was, we had our first retreat in 2015. And so it's been a lot of years of like holding space for however this information wants to come through. And I feel so grateful that one of those ways that we have gotten to together is podcasting Yeah, fine. because we really love to talk and I have really um, had a dream of having a podcast and, and I think that, you know, we're both good at talking. And so what else should we, we do? Should we be doing for our work other than talking? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I feel really grateful for that. Yeah. Mm. I feel I've had some moments recently where I have met new people and they've been like, wait, who are you? And I'm like, I'm Kate. I do this thing called the Duality Project with my dearest friend, Ruby. And they're like, oh, my God, I'll listen to the podcast. And so as far as like the sense of hopefulness goes, that really brings me so much hope to know that like, to know that, yeah, that this podcast is reaching people who are interested in it and who, um, and who this kind of work like lights them up. Mm -hmm. You know, I like knowing that whether we get to see you every day, you know, that you're out there in the world existing. Oh, yeah, it yeah, just that brings so much hope to remember and recall and be reminded of the like-mindedness that exists. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very much of We Are Not Alone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that feels like possibility and hope and purposefulness and also joy. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, like there's somewhere worth getting to. Yeah. yeah. And there is. And people want it. Mm -hmm. And some people don't, but some people do. Mm -hmm. And you obviously do because you're here. Thank goodness. <laughs> Woo! Okay, so um, that new segment is something. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, also like a great <laughs> journal prompt. A really great journal prompt is gratitude. And also, let me tell you, um, a lot of what I feel in our industry of this self-development stuff is that gratitude practices are often offered as a way to bypass the stuff that's hard. And so I have resisted a gratitude practice for a while because I've often been offered it by people who are trying to be like, don't be angry, be grateful. And what I say is be angry, and be grateful for the mm -hmm. people who support you and who say, I'm also angry about that. Or, Kate, I love that you're angry about that because it changes the way that you show up in your life. Mm -hmm. Because because the way that you care shows up on purpose. Mm -hmm. And so we are not, that is why the name of our business is The Duality Project. Because we are never, ever here to tell you not to be one thing, but to be something else. We're here to offer that perhaps there's room for both. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And just a little plug for gratitude. Um, when yeah. I had my business, Shakti Yoga Athens, which still exists, um, under different leadership, I wrote a 30 day gratitude practice journal that you can buy through Shakti Yoga Athens at shaktiyogaathens.com. Um, we'll link that in the show notes too. And yeah, if you're looking for a place to start mm -hmm. and just to have some guidelines of like, okay. Because something that I hear when people start a gratitude practice is it's really easy to be like, I'm grateful for my family. I'm grateful for my friends. Mm -hmm. I'm grateful for the sun. And like, yes, you are. Of course mm -hmm. you are. And gratitude really transforms us when we get very specific mm -hmm. about what it is we're grateful for and why that mm -hmm. touches us. And then that's when it kind of like 
blooms in your it life. Like literally moves you from like the body perspective. You know, you feel that sense of gratitude in your body, mm-hmm. and you and that's what moves you through the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So check out my gratitude journal. It's thirty days to becoming a more grateful human, and yeah. the link is in the show notes. Perfect. Yeah. Okay, so Ruby, what's our theme of this of today? Well, today we're talking about courage, Woof. which <laughs> uh, it's like my favorite, maybe. Me too. I love I love courage. I do too. It is like I don't know. I think about courage makes me think about like heroes. Yeah. Um, you know, like superheroes, mm-hmm. and like I think we all have something in us that aspires to be like remarkable. And I think, like, courage is, like, for each of us, the thing that, like, we practice our courage on and, like, those big leaps that we take in our lives, those are the things that make us remarkable as Mm -hmm. humans. Totally. Um, I also think that courage is, like, little day-to-day, little tiny movements that we make. The courage to tell someone how we feel. The courage to ask someone to support you. The courage to... I mean, damn, sometimes it's the courage to put your pants on and leave the house, the courage to get out of bed some days. And those things that look small, but are also Mm -hmm. quite big, like they feel big. Well, and you are listening to the self-study podcast, the self-study podcast. So let's get really clear on courage according to whom. Courage is a felt sense that you have. And so it's not courage according to... Kate and Ruby. Right. It's not courage according to, like, um, whatever you admire it's not courage according to the people that you admire it's courage according to you and then the cool thing about courage according to you is that then you get to admire your own courage Mm -hmm. you know instead of like like I'm one of those people who think people think I'm like super fucking courageous but sometimes things don't feel that courageous to me they just feel like the way that I am and what I do it almost more feels like it's just I don't know boldness or something like I have the fucking audacity to say you know what I have to say but that doesn't necessarily always feel feel like courage well let's talk about what courage means doesn't it come from some Mm -hmm. (laughs) isn't it like core is like of the heart I wish that I had this let's look it up real quick let's see but I'm almost certain like courage means of the heart Let's also just do it. the ability to do something that frightens one or strength in the face of challenge. Those are like the definitions. But I want to know, like, where did it, what's the origin? The root of the word courage is core, the Latin word for heart. And it's one, in it's one of, mm, in one of its earliest forms, the word courage meant to speak one's mind by telling all one's heart. Oh. Courage is a heart word. Be brave. I love that. Wow, I'm glad you brought that in, Ruby. Yeah, I love that too. I love that this word, yeah, another way of saying like to speak one's mind by telling all one's heart is like to live to live one's own way with yeah. all one's heart. Yeah, like self-guided. Yeah, fully in. And that really speaks to your reminder of like courage for whom, yeah. courage by whom. Courage according to whom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then something that's come up also in some of in those other definitions is the way that like courage okay, and I guess this is what I was kind of trying to speak to in myself, is that courage only exists where also fear is present. So like um, you know, when we're about to say something vulnerable to somebody, like, um, 
hey, this conversation that we had the other day was hard for me. Can we actually come back around to it? Conversations feel so scary like that because what might happen is that the other person might go, fuck you. And then we disconnect from that person. The other person pulls away from us. Mm -hmm. And so it's that fear of whatever we're afraid of is going to happen on the other side of doing something like that that keeps us, I mean, guarding our hearts. And so something really important that we talk about in in the self-study program with people is how um, courage can, courage needs support. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow, I love that. Mm -hmm. And the way that we like get to come alongside each other in each our own courageous journeys. Okay, before we go like any deeper in... (laughs) We were like all the way in, but before we deep dive, wow, leave us a review, will ya? It makes a really big difference in how we get the word out about our work. On social media, we are at The Duality Project, on Instagram and on TikTok. If, we, if, you've, worked with us, if you've worked with us before, please fill out a um, testimonial. It's in the show notes. Um, we're really excited to share those with you on this podcast as they come in, and we also have one from our dear friend, Emmy. We sure do. Emmy says, what the Duality Project offers is deeply meaningful and provides practical ways to be impactful in everyday life. Working with Kate and Ruby looks like presence and honest collaboration. It feels like ease and alignment. All the times we've worked together and all the ways I've, had, I've always felt heard, supported, and encouraged. I highly recommend their programs, coaching, and content for those looking to connect more fully to themselves and show up in the world in brave, bold ways. Hmm. Thanks, Amy. Thanks, Amy. So back to courage. Brave and bold. Brave and brave bold. Brave and bold ways. Yeah. And let me, I want to speak to shame a little bit when it comes to courage. Um, because I think sometimes I feel like we talk about courage as if it's like, the baseline way that we should be but but courage is hard and so and I guess like what I'm saying also about the way that like I've extended grace to myself is is the is the ways in which I've gone is doing the most courageous thing here the best thing also for me am I included Mm -hmm. in courage is it a courageous act that aligns on purpose and enjoy for you in the mm-hmm. moment. Yeah. Does it leave me feeling like possibility exists or does this leave me feeling smaller? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or like, yeah, like close off trying. Yes. Or even like, you know, sometimes I feel this when I sometimes think we get this, uh, courage mixed up with a sense of like righteousness. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, because I've said what I've said, I'm more courageous than you and I'm better than you. And I don't ever want courage to feel like that because what courage really feels like to me is sitting down with somebody. It feels a little bit softer. It feels like, hey, I think we didn't align on this thing. Can we really talk about that? Mm -hmm. That feels more courageous to me than going, you're bad Mm -hmm. and I'm better Mm -hmm. because that's not really courage. When we put ourselves up on a pedestal above somebody else, that's not what courage is because there's no vulnerability in that. Mm -hmm. Well, and again, paying attention to like courage, meaning of the heart. So like Mm -hmm. doing the courageous thing that comes from the heart and, and part of what the heart does is it lets us know when the timing's right. Mm -hmm. And I guess I also want to name that the heart is fierce. The heart's, 
the heart like fiercely loves the people around us. The heart fiercely believes in what it believes in and what it needs and how it believes the world could possibly be. And I love that fear, fierceness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm not saying that courage never sounds like fuck you. <laughs> it does sometimes. You know, but it generally doesn't truly ever sound like I'm better than you. Mm-hmm. No, I think for me, like, what courage kind of stands for, or, like, when I think about moments in my life that I consider were courageous, it was always in the name of possibility. Mm-hmm. It was me coming to the threshold of, like, I know there's something mm-hmm. more possible. Like, I know that something is possible that feels more right for me right now on the other side of this. And, and then that is, like... Courage kind of grows in that moment and says, yeah, so we can do this. Yeah. Like, come on. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like, um, we're excited to share our, like, record this podcast also so that you can watch us talk on YouTube because, hey, because Ruby and I like to use our hands and, and Ruby talks about, like, how we get to this, like, threshold sometimes, like, where, you know, where something is, like, building up inside of your body and eventually you just, like, have to do it. And that's kind of what possibility gives us is, like, this, like, kind of, like, once we go, like, okay, wow, I even believe that there can be possibility. The next step is, like, uh-oh, now I believe that it can exist. So, like, now I keep sensing that and it keeps saying to me, like, Oh, this could be better. And then it, that just keeps showing up. And then eventually, all of a sudden, we kind of just start doing it better. We start show, we start going like, God, I'm tired of relationships feeling this way. So like, what do I have to do differently here? Mm-hmm. And then we kind of just start going like, well, fuck it. I don't want it to be the way that it has been. And yeah, I'm nervous about saying what I'm about to say, but I'm going to say it anyway. Yeah. Because what has been isn't working. <clears throat> and there's possibility if I say it. And they're often courage, yeah, feels like doing, like, the hard thing. And, though, like, what the possibility on the other side is, like, yeah, you can you can do this hard thing, and it's going to be worth it. Yeah. So it's not like doing a hard thing for the sake of a hard thing, which I think is where we get into mm-hmm. the the realm of, like, I'm better than you because I did this thing. Because it's shame. Shame, and because it's all about, like, getting somewhere specific. But what we're talking about is it's, like, the possibility and the way that like courage and po- courage and possibility really like work together to get us somewhere new, right? Like we are like, this feels possible or seems possible. And then it's like, this maybe is possible for me. Mm-hmm. And then courage is like, yeah, so this is the thing. This mm-hmm. is the thing that you're going to do. Mm-hmm. And you're like, that's a hard thing. And courage is like, yeah, but that thing's possible. And then it's like, the hard thing is worth it. And so while it will... Um, we're going to talk about this in a minute while it will always probably be hard in my experience, (laughs) the worth itness makes it a little bit more, I don't know. It kind of like softens the sharp edges for me. Like, I don't know. Yeah. It's like easier to say, okay. It's easier to like be a yes quicker to whatever it is that courage is asking me to do to get to the possibility because in the past, those heartfelt actions have always been worth it. Yeah. Yes. Okay. And then also what she's speaking to is the sense of resilience by going like, okay, I think, I think courage right now needs some proof that, and then you can go like, okay, well, I've done this before in the past and it actually, it worked out well. Um, so I think I maybe can do it again. 
Something that we talk about when we talk about courage is um, this taking the stairs. And, you know, you've heard me talk about this, but I used to own a gym. And people used to come in and they'd say, I want to get in shape. And I'd be like, yeah, okay, why? Well, like, what makes you say that? What does being in shape mean? And they'd be like, well, I get winded when I go up the stairs. And I'd be like, same. And then we'd have this moment of just, like, pause. And, like, here's the deal is that, like, going up the stairs, so say you're just walking slowly and then you get to some stairs. The stairs take significantly more effort for your body. So your body has to do a lot of work in the beginning to get you going, like to get you up the stairs. And so where the gratitude practice can come in with the stairs specifically is, okay, hey bod, I know that I'm about to ask you to do something challenging. I'm so grateful that you are here with me and that you are doing what's necessary. For instance, elevating my breath rate elevating um, the amount of blood that you're about to be pumping all through my muscles and all through my body. I'm so grateful that you do those things on your own without me having to do it. Thank you, body. Let's go. Stairs. And then, uh, so Ruby lives in Colorado Springs where there's that ginormous incline. Oh my gosh. So like, I think about that too, right? Like you climb up this ginormous incline and then the views at the top. And you're like, fuck, that was worth it. Damn, this is incredible. Oh my God, I never thought I could do this, but this is everything. It's that. Courage kind of is like that. And those experiences in, in, like, and those experiences are, like, the vitality of life. Like, those just feel like moments of aliveness. Mm -hmm. Whether it's climbing up a lot of stairs or opening a business or sitting down with a friend to let them know how you really feel Mm -hmm. or even hearing somebody tell you how they really feel and the courage to go like, oof, I'm not perfect. And this is hard to listen to. And here I am anyway, showing up or the courage to say to somebody, Hey, I actually am not willing to have this conversation with you. All parts of it. It's courage according to you. Mm -hmm. And there's not a right way to do courage. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to courage according to you, these are some questions that you can ask. And we're going to ask each other. Yeah. Ruby, um, can you tell me about a time where you practiced courage and what it felt like in your body? How does courage feel in your body? Okay, so the first instance that just pops in my mind right now of, like, a moment of courage for me was um, mid-2020, I was leading a teacher training for yoga at my yoga studio, and we talk a lot about courage and, like, doing the next right thing for yourself in this first week of the two-week program. So I completed the first week leading them. And then I knew that I had one month before the second week. And basically part of the homework had had the energy of like, go, go do the thing that you know that you need to do. And I knew that for me, that meant that I needed to go home and break up with my boyfriend. Damn it. (laughs) (laughs) And because, um, because that's what like my work was. And I knew I was going to see all of these people in a Mm -hmm. month. I had a little bit of extra scaffolding of Mm -hmm. accountability, Mm -hmm. knowing Mm -hmm. that this is what I needed to do. And I take those kinds of things really seriously. Mm -hmm. So I literally went home and broke up with my boyfriend Mm -hmm. who we had been living together for five years. Like our lives were really entwined. My, my business existed in the town where I moved to move in with him. And 
it took a lot to get to this point. Like I would say that I knew, I mean, I just knew for a long time that this is what I needed to do. And it took a while to build up the courage Mm -hmm. and for it to feel like the right timing to do it. And in this moment, it was just right. And so like in my body, um, in my body, it felt like, um, there was like a heat for sure, you know, Mm -hmm. like knowing that I needed to say something important and that this was about to like change things, right? Like things physically, tangibly in my life were going to shift because of this conversation. And also that I could in no way anticipate, like we can never know how the other person is going to react or what's going to happen. So there was a lot of heat in my body. Um, and definitely like, I just remember, especially like before having that kind of tough conversation, like my heart rate felt elevated. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely like my brain was thinking a lot because it wanted to like say the right thing. And there was just kind of like um, some some energy, mm-hmm. if that makes sense, like almost like an agitated energy, right? It's like this thing mm-hmm. needs to be taken care of. And so my body was like letting me know that this was the time to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like. I feel like I have a sense of there's nervousness, excitement, it's a sense of friction. Definitely when it comes friction. To courage. I have what I kind of recognize as like a heavy ball that I'm dragging, like a ball and chain sort of situation, because the ball and chain is like, you don't have to do this. You don't have to do this. <laughs> we could do it tomorrow. <laughs> it's not a big deal. This isn't actually as big as you think it is. But then there's like this other part of me that feels like Nope, I gotta do it. I gotta do it. We're doing it. It's happening. It's happening right now. It's happening right now. It's like the part that has been maybe like tapping you on the shoulder and like whispering in your ear. And then Mm -hmm. they're like, when I talked earlier about a threshold, that's what it feels like. There's like the threshold where the thing starts dragging you by the arm. So even though the like ball and chain of comfort is like behind you trying to drag you down, the courage and like the possibility and this thing that's like, I, this is what we have to do Mm -hmm. is like pulling you along. Yeah. But the other thing that I'll give courage is like, it's really strong. Like Mm -hmm. the courage can hold that ball and chain. So like, even when I notice the ball and chain now, or I guess, okay, here's something about courage that we haven't come up talked about yet but like the way in which it's literally like a muscle like it's a practice Mm -hmm. courage is a practice to go like okay noticing I don't want to do the thing noticing that I believe in the sense of possibility and then going well damn it I have to do courage now then and so it's like it is a muscle and the more you do courage the stronger courage becomes and for me I, I don't have a sense that the ball and chain has gotten lighter I have a sense that courage has gotten stronger Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Hmm. Why were you afraid in that moment? The fear was, well, like when I think back about it in the moment, I don't know that I could have articulated it, but like the fear felt like, what if there isn't anything else? Mm-hmm. May what like what if I'm wrong? It is. It's mm-hmm. like the thing. Yeah. What if this is it? What if? Yeah. What if? I'm making a like a mistake because there's not anything better on the other side. Mm-hmm. Why did you choose courage then? Because ultimately, I just believed that it had there had to be something else, you know, mm-hmm. that like possibility exists. Because what I know about the world is that there is possibility. That is like what I know to be true. 
Because what and I know... that's a choice that you live your life like that, too. You mm-hmm. choose to believe that there's possibility and that it takes work and that it takes shit like courage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and also that, like, something that helped me choose courage is, like, I consider all the things that I've, like, been through in my life, whether by a courageous choice or not, and that on the other side, I have been okay. I'm okay. Mm -hmm. And so like, it helps me to choose courage in remembering that like, no matter what I learn on the other side, it's going to be okay. And I know that I can figure it out. And like, even that feels like a self-empowered possibility. Yeah. So how did it go? Huh? (laughs) How do breakups go? (laughs) Okay. but (laughs) But to me, okay. I want to tell him how it went. Ruby just got married to this wonderful man who I have gotten to also get to have in my life. And so, like, not how did it go that that courage moment is over. That courage moment has impacted and ripple affected Ruby's life into my life, into her new husband's life, into all of our lives. And I've never felt more supported in my life because her new partner is now, like... (laughs) part of like the fabric of you know our lives together and if she hadn't chosen chosen courage then then well that other person was kind of never part of the fabric he just felt like he just kind of like existed but now this new person is like so present and caring and loving and so that's where like (laughs) everything would have been different yeah how it went and I really do like recognize that right like how it went is that I created by doing that and being with that experience for myself of choosing something different in that moment, that created an opening. Yeah. And I met my husband like two months later. Mm-hmm. And then we've hardly spent a moment apart since the day we met. And mm-hmm. so like that was also like I just recognized the, I don't know, like the magic of like how things sort themselves out, but that it really does take a series of our intentional choices in order to put us in the positions for the highest and best to get to happen for us. You know, like we take part in in participation in our lives and like that makes all the difference. I really believe that. And so like he all, like my husband also had been in a long relationship that he ended around the same time. And like he was only in the town that I was living in for like, another nine months so it was just like all timing wise it was like doing it on that day even though I didn't know I was gonna meet Jake two months later I did know that like this isn't it Mm -hmm. and so let's see what else is available and that courage that openness of the heart created an opening in my life yeah Mm -hmm. and honestly it went great because here here I am and I feel like there were things when we're talking about like self-study, there were places and corners in myself that I didn't have access to yet that like that courageous action, like put the ball in motion to like one, me being able to like heal parts of myself two me being able to like get to know myself better. And then three being able to like, um, create the next phase of my life in a way that feels, I don't know, just like, Kate used the word supported, and that's a really good word for it. It just feels, like, really supported. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It really transformed. It 
it, it transformed everything. Yeah. And that's also what happened afterwards. <laughs> that's what happened afterwards. <laughs> um, what are some ways that you could have or did prepare yourself for that courageous moment? So I mentioned that I had known for a long time that this is probably what I needed to do. And I think we do that naturally. And that is a way of preparation for courage, right? Is to allow ourselves. So like I let myself consider like, what would it be like if this was not the circumstance I was in? Mm -hmm. And part of me, when I look back at, at like, times like that in my life when I start thinking like that that is an indicator that I'm like preparing for the shift sometimes yeah. but I also just really believe in like allowing ourselves the freedom of thought and consideration and so yeah like I might even ask myself the same thing now like what would it be like without my husband in my life and then the answer to that feels like I would it, that would be awful I don't want that that doesn't feel good that doesn't feel expansive anymore but like in the scenario I was in before it was like oh I actually feel expansive mm -hmm. when I think about this possibility mm -hmm. um and I think like giving ourselves the space to consider all the angles is a way of lit like a, a it creates a space for our own listening to our hearts yeah and then that is a way of preparing I I want to just like highlight though what, that you just said that it creates a listening for our hearts, not a listening for us to think through all the possibilities. Because what the thinking said was, well, what if this is the best that you're ever going to get? And that feels small and heavy and closed. But the listening of the heart said, well, if this is the if this is the best I'm ever going to get, then I'm still good on the other side of doing this. <laughs> you know, like if this is what's best, then like, well, <laughs> I still don't want it. I still don't want it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so that kind of like contemplation and like self-reflection was a big part of my preparation. And then also like filling in my people, mm -hmm. you know, like letting Kate know ahead of time and like just, sharing with the people closest to me like this is what I'm about to do mm -hmm. and y'all know how much this is going to shift things for me so mm -hmm. this is just letting you know we're on a ride <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to step on this particular roller coaster and so everyone should be prepared totally um okay so okay the next question is how could you have or how did you recover from that from the courageous moment from the courageous moment mm-hmm mm -hmm. Yeah, I think something to take note of is that no matter the size of the courageous moment, the recovery can look very different and also last different lengths of time, including a long time, even mm -hmm. if it's a small courageous act. Mm -hmm. So I just want to point to that, that there's no like formula for the other side. Mm -hmm. And recovery is so important in the same way that you take a moment for a deep breath at the top of the stairs mm -hmm. to recover and look around. Like that's important on the other side of every courageous moment. Mm -hmm. And so how did I recover from that? I cried a lot. Mm -hmm. That was a big part of it. Even though it was something I knew I wanted and needed, like there was definitely grief there reasonably. 
And then... Yeah, I think, you know, I don't know. Sometimes we talk about breakups and it's like, oh, well, you just didn't love them or, or like them literally at all. And so, like, good day. It was easy. And it's like, no, we don't talk a lot about how hard it is for the person who does the breaking of the heart of the person who that they fucking love. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. And that's hard. Yeah, so there was a lot of grief. Um, and then part of the recovery, too, was like like I mentioned, we lived together. So getting finding somewhere mm-hmm. to live on my own as soon as possible, um, and then just really, like, leaning into that, and what I found, so, like, what I found about the recovery is because this was the kind of courageous act that, I mean, and I'm, like, are all courageous acts like this? Maybe, but gave me such a sense of expansion on the other side because the possibility was there, and, like, that's how it felt, was, like, I got to step into a bigger space with myself, then Part of the recovery process was having fun and like embodying and taking up that space. I ordered a bunch of clothes. I moved into a little tiny house. I was going on dates. It was just like enjoying the expansiveness that I like gave myself through that action. So it was very, um, it was a time of duality, right? I was like grieving in one moment and like really living it up in the other. Yeah, and I even think about how you said like that the that that your body had that sort of like energy around it, um, and so even that energy had to have a place to go because mm-hmm. like the courageous action of going like, hey, it's time for us to break up, that doesn't actually give that energy some place to go. But the fun that we had on mm-hmm. the other side of that and have continued to have, honestly, has been a ripple effect of that courage and the the energy that comes with the Mm. courage. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that, yeah. If we think about like what indicates that there's like a moment of courage that needs to happen. Sometimes it's like recognizing how much energy is going into something that doesn't feel expansive and the way that then like giving it up offers more. And like, um, there's this, so because this specific moment of courage came mid teacher training, like, the the curriculum that I teach for that has this really hokey three-phase thing that I know Kate doesn't necessarily love, but it really is helpful for me. And it is uh, be a yes, give up what you must, and come from your ready now. And I think, like, for me, the, that just having that as a template, and because I know that I really, like, mean those things, right, there's, like, a backbone to it. It's not some, like, bumper sticker. Then in this instance, I was able to be, like, I'm a yes for this possibility that I just sense that there's more for me. Mm -hmm. And what I have to give up is this literal relationship and like the way that I'm tied to this person in this place in this way and how that feels so restricted. And then like the come from you ready now was like, go home and do it. Mm -hmm. And so I don't know, just like scaffolding my courage with those like reminders, whatever it is for yourself. Right. In the same way that it's your courage, it's like, what do you have for yourself to remind yourself um, that even though this is like hard and maybe feels like messy, that the steps to it can be like simple and clear. And then there's like energy on the other side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the journal prompts that you can use around some courage. Um, and this is just to kind of like, to, this is an embodiment practice. This is a practice of reflection of an experience that you've had in order to for your body to have a sense of remembering. Mm-hmm. Um, so 
Write about a time that you practiced courage. What did it feel like in your body? What were you afraid of in that moment? Why did you choose courage? How did it go? What happened afterwards? What are some ways that you could have prepared yourself for that courageous moment? And I want to highlight how Ruby said that she had like a scaffolding of people. Um, and how could you have recovered from that? And some things to consider as you journal about this are that you make sure to, hmm, like, yes, you can point at the tangible storyline of, like, what was the courageous thing? How did it go? What happened afterward? And also remember how it felt, right? Like, what was the feeling that came there? Because, like, sometimes... I don't know. Sometimes when I do something courageous, how it went is like not how I wanted it. It's like Truly. not good. Did not go how I wanted it to <laughs> <Went> go. Went bad. <laughs> we are not friends anymore, and it didn't work out. But when I think about like how what else was there for me, I think I can say that there was always like a a greater embodiment of the things that I wanted to feel. So yeah. even if like on the tangible realm, like some shit went down, mm-hmm. or it like didn't. The person didn't respond how I wanted them to for me with myself. And if it's courage according to me, then like what else is it for? Uh, Always gives me that like, it's like a flavor of possibility depending on like what the circumstances. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Thanks for sharing that with us, Ruby. Thanks for asking me to. You know, it's funny. I went to a retreat of Ruby's once and then also had to come home and break up with a boyfriend. Oh my gosh. (laughs) What did that feel like in your body? (laughs) You know what? I will say like, yes, like I resonate with all of the same things. And also, um, what was really present was a sense of relief. Once I did the courage, the relief. Mm -hmm. And it was almost like, um, the taking off of a burden putting down a burden, Mm -hmm. giving whatever burden I was carrying back to the Mm -hmm. other person Mm -hmm. or just putting it down. And it's not even my problem whether they pick it up or not, but I'm putting it down. Yeah. That's what courage feels like. Generally on the other side of courage for me, there is a sense of relief. Mm -hmm. Yes. Really noticing the energy that's available and like what the feelings are. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so maybe you're thinking about something courageous Mm -hmm. that you have just realized or have known for a while that it's time for you to do. (laughs) 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 Hashtag dumped him. (laughs) But like, (laughs) and I don't want to be like, yeah, you're not like this. However, it is like, but are you dating somebody that isn't actually a partner to you? Come on, you deserve to have a partner. Like, I don't think that we should all just be dumping everybody. I think we need to be having the conversations at least first. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, going like, hey, this is something that I need. Giving people the opportunity to step up to the plate is part of courage. Mm-hmm. And it's part of the in-between parts of what's possible. Yeah, it's part of the in-between parts of what's possible. A lot of things that I see are like, like, you know, I don't know, red flag this, red flag this. And I'm like, if every person is only a series of green flags or red flags, to me, you're a red flag. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like we have to give people the opportunity. And then if they continue to, like, not show up, it's like, hey, you know, we've gone over this multiple times. Here's some things that I need. And, like, mm-hmm. it's just not happening. And, 
you know, so this isn't going to work. And this is, yeah, this is a really good point because what courage is not intended to be for is bulldozing, bulldozing. Yeah, totally. Like people in our lives or like scenarios we don't like, or like it's not meant to be used for getting what we want Mm -hmm. in that kind of, um, you know, like superficial way. It's not meant to be used that way. Like people are involved and like, yeah, like another, another person. And then also like Kay was mentioning, like the ripple effect, like everything we do affects more than just the people immediately involved. Like there is impact always in our actions. And part of that, like preparing and preparedness was all of the pieces that Kate just spoke about of like multiple conversations, like truly really preparing to, to the point that it was like, okay, this is clearly this other person clearly is not getting on board in this way, or we're not like connecting. We we're not getting each other. And that means that that's when courage was like, okay, well then this is the, now is the moment for this next step. It was, it was like a fork, you know, like eventually there's a fork in the road. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the courage has shown up, had shown up every time you had said, Hey, can we schedule a date please? You know, the amount of times that I know that you explicitly asked for that and you even said, here's how and when we can do this thing. Let's do it. You know, and then it just like never happened. And, and what you were really asking for was like, I'm trying, I want to connect with you. Mm-hmm. And then that connection just wasn't, couldn't funny. happen. Couldn't happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so what's best for Ruby is to go, okay, I believe that this sense of connection that I just seem to like believe in can happen. I believe that it can happen, mm-hmm. but I've been shown that with this person, it, it isn't, and it doesn't, and it can't. And I just, I'm really glad that you brought this up because it's important. Yeah, it's really important. An important part of it is not that like, yeah, I think the the courageous thing can get pulled out as like the the biggest thing. the biggest thing or like, yeah, the most, um yeah, the biggest thing that changes things the most or whatever. And that like, that's the only thing that gets talked about or looked at or matters. And really it it is like, it's just being in process in your life, like being present in your life in a way that allows you to, to pay attention and do the next right thing. Yeah. So something that's really helpful to do when it comes to literally anything that you want to do is write yourself some permission slips. Um, And it's literally going, I give myself permission to X, Y, Z. And, and like, so where can we start with that? I give myself permission to believe that it can be better. I give myself permission to say that I want it to be better. I give myself permission to not even know what better means, but to explore the idea of better. Mm. So it starts, it can start there. Um, but basically it's, I give myself permission to, I can do blank. Um, the next part of that is I need support from, and then literally write down someone's name. I need literal support from Ruby. And here's how I need for Ruby to, I don't know. What did you need from me during that time? Yeah. During that time, it was like, I need support from Kate in that I need her to pick up the phone when I call her Mm -hmm. as much as possible because it means that I'm having a moment where I I need to talk to someone. Yeah. 
Yeah. To not feel alone. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I feel like another big conversation that we had during that time was like, and something that Ruby asked for me was she had gotten some feedback from some people about how like, well, what if this is just a phase? And that, I remember that feeling so heavy for you Mm -hmm. because there was also this sense of like, well, yeah, I guess I'm also kind of afraid. Like, what if this is just a phase and then I want it all back? And so I remember you asked me something like, what do we think about phases? (laughs) And I was like, oh, okay, like, let's unpack the idea of a phase. And then, like, we really got to unpacking the idea of a phase. And it's like everything in our lives are phases. We go through phases of everything. Like, And so, so what if one day the next phase comes and that phase says, I want it all back. Well then, okay, what if it's not possible that you can get it all back, but what else is possible now? You know, it's like, where did the imagination go for that part, mm-hmm. that phase? Like, let's come back to the imagination for that phase. So like, yeah, I remember you, you really being like, like, I'm afraid that this is a phase, but I hate, I hate that idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Something that I really needed, what that's reminding me is like something I really needed during that period of time was, and, and I, I really, this is a need for me when I do something courageous, like I need a lot of validation, like verbal validation. I need the people who believe in me the most being like, you have, this feels like the right thing for you. Like you're doing great. Like keep going. We also thought it was time for this to happen. Yeah. Like people be, I need people to like be honest and to like really validate me. And I need that like verbal support. So it was like, yeah, calling Kate, and needing her to pick up and then needing her to be like, life is just a series of phases. Yeah. And so like, okay, I'm so looking forward to, I'm so excited about this next phase that, that we get to be in together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the next question is I give myself permission to blank in order to get what I need. I give myself permission to go home and sit him down and say, we're breaking up. And just that part. Just that part, like something I feel like so often that we do when it, when it comes time to like having a conversation, I know I do this, is I'm like, okay, I'm going to say this and they're probably going to say this and then I'm going to say this to like make sure that I get all my points Mm -hmm. down and like, but it's like, that's not present, that's not vulnerable, that's not really being courageous, honestly, that's crafting a script for myself in order to make sure that it goes exactly the way that I want it to, that's the way I try to control a situation, Mm -hmm. but what courage really is, is like, I give myself permission to just do the first step. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I actually, uh, I remember, for me, it was, I give myself, on this particular day, it was, I give myself permission to go home and try this conversation one more time. Mm-hmm. And then we were mid conversation about I, literally it was about like taking a Saturday off and going somewhere mm-hmm. and mid conversation. I was just like, this isn't working. This ain't it. You know what? No. And there was a moment of like the, the trip or what? No, no, no. This is this. And so it was also just, like, giving myself permission to, like, I needed, you know, it was, like, one of those moments of, like, I need to know for sure or whatever. And I was, like, I'll just, like, so that I didn't have to, honestly, so I didn't have to, it was tricking myself a little because I knew this was going to, I knew what was going to happen. But it was me being able to, like, hold my hand a little and be, like, Mm -hmm. 
you don't have to go straight home and walk in and say we're breaking up. You can try one more time to have this conversation. And when it goes how you already know it's going mm-hmm. to go, then, then I need for us to take the next step in that very moment. Mm-hmm. And I give myself permission to let that unfold mm-hmm. all the way to the point of termination. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like what you're saying about... Um, I also am somebody who has to have, who has to sometimes go, okay, I got to give this one more go. And I recently, a couple years ago, had a big one more of those, like, I got to give this one more go. And the other person was like, why are you saying all this to me? And I was like, because you've said to me that you don't know that people feel this way. And I don't want that to be how our relationship ends. I want our relationship to end because... With you knowing that I love you and these have been the issues in our relationship, which is why now we will not be communicating very much at all moving forward. Mm -hmm. I need to, I need to do what I need. I, maybe that it's like for me, I need to remind myself that I did everything that I knew that I could. Mm Mm-hmm. And so that then when those moments of, wow, I do miss that person, or wow, I do miss this part, it's like, yeah, girl, and remember all that work that you did, and it still just, like, never happened, and it's almost like, wow, that hopefulness is beautiful, that I hope, I hope that maybe in their future relationships, Mm -hmm. it's different, because I said, because I was honest, Mm -hmm. I hope that, Mm -hmm. Um, but it's no longer my cat and pony show. Yeah, and in the same way that courage is, like, according to whom and it's according Mm -hmm. to you however you need to handhold and love and like listen to your way through that and through the permission slip of it is exactly what you need to do Mm -hmm. there's no like formula of like what validates a courageous moment or act there's no like rubric for whether you did it right or enough or big enough Mm -hmm. or made a point or whatever it's just like Get yourself to the other side. And there's no wrong, you know, there's not a wrong way to do that except for not listening to yourself. Yeah. When you know that it's time, right? When you know that you know you're like, this is kind of it. Go ahead and, like, choose the thing that feels bigger, that, like, allows you to take up more space. Yeah. And that doesn't always mean quit your job. It doesn't always mean start a business. Lord, it does not always mean start a business. And it doesn't always mean break up. It doesn't always mean move. And sometimes it does mean those things. And also, sometimes there are things that are keeping you from doing, like, I mean, like, so say you're like, okay, I feel like I need to move. Well, it's like, financially, maybe I don't have the finances to move. Okay, well, what can I do? If, if that's what I believe is the major courageous thing, let's like take, let's break this down a little bit. What is that? What is that? What is that really asking of me? Can I make those like small choices in ways that are doable? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Something that that points to is like, how can we be responsible, you know, in mm-hmm. our lives? And so again, do, there are so many opportunities to be courageous and how do we do them in a way that is kind and caring to ourselves and to like our values and like, how do we do it in a responsible way? So if it is like, 
I am, I want to move or whatever is the courageous thing, then what's the responsible, not like be responsible. So choose Mm -hmm. responsibly, but like, how can you, according to yourself, be responsible in navigating that? Do you need to go ahead and look for a new job that allows you to be remote so you can move anywhere when you decide where that is? You, You see what I mean? Like the thing that is the focal point may not be the next step. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So permission slips. I can do blank. I need support from name someone in this specific way. And also maybe that's a whole long conversation with that person. Maybe it's like, oh, I need to call Kate because I need some kind of support. And what I need for her to do is to ask me what kind of support do you need so that we can like, so that I can get there together. Get there together. Yeah. Um, and then I give myself permission to blank in order to get what I need. Mm-hmm. And also, I just want to come back to, there will be resistance in your body when you are writing down these permission slips. There is a chance you will not believe them when you write them down. So you write them down first, you read them to yourself in the mirror, you put a sticky note in your car, you tell someone, hey, I give myself permission to do this thing. Can you also give me permission to do this thing? You know, there are... There are steps. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think something to note too is that um, something you can do in exploring a courage practice or like in exploring it could be better or what's possible is let yourself dream more regularly. Yeah. Like what is it that you want? What do you envision for yourself? Who would be there? What would be there? You know, like, are you on a beach or are you on the top of a cold-ass mountain? Like, mm-hmm. what are you doing? And, like, let yourself – let that be, like, such a – maybe a regular practice with yourself so that – honestly, it's, like, building the muscle of possibility and also building the muscle of hope that mm-hmm. you – that, like, things that you imagine as possible are also available to yourself – Like, that one day you'll be able to, like, experience that life will feel good. And then even just, like, how do you want to feel? Like, start asking yourself regularly, like, at work, how do I want to feel? And then does it align? And those moments of, like, okay, is what I say I want and what my reality looks like, how much are they aligning or not? And what is the the courageous thing Mm -hmm. to get to the other side? And, like obviously what we write down that we want or dream or want to feel or whatever it's it's not always about the it's not always about specifically what that is it's the energy of the possibility Mm -hmm. that you're allowing to open up in your life totally yep and the other thing too is that um where there is nature there is also suffering And so courage, no no matter how often we do courage, and no matter how good we are at our self-study practice, no matter how much we take to our journal or we take to meditating or whatever it is that you do, um, shit will be hard. You'll have to have hard conversations at work. You might have to do jobs that you don't like. You might have to fill up the water containers, you know, from the grocery store. And that's the worst because I did that for years, (laughs) you know, and I hated it and I did it. We all did it. So sometimes shit sucks. That's just the nature of things. 
And it's just important to remember that. Yeah. Um, yeah, Elizabeth Gilbert, the author, says that, yeah. like, no matter what it is, you can like, you can be doing exactly what you're meant to do, what you love to do, and there's always a shit sandwich. Yeah. And I loved my job when I worked in the gym, and we had to take these water jugs over to these, like, you know, five-gallon water jugs over to the grocery store and get them filled up, and they were heavy, and it was exhausting, and it was a pain in the ass, and I hated it, and I loved my job. <laughs> <laughs> Duality. Yeah. It can all exist. Yeah, and you know what? Sometimes that shitty stuff is part of what helps us recognize how grateful we are for the other parts. Mm -hmm. Instead of getting swallowed whole by the shitty parts, um, that gratitude part helps us see, wow, and look at this other stuff. There's more here. Yes, and. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So we would love to know what courage is like for you. Send us an email. Send us a little yeah. email with, like, your testimonial to listening to this. What did it bring up for you? Is there a situation of courage that you want to share with us? We would love to hear. Our email is connect at thedualityproject.com. Yeah. The self-study program that the applications will be open for December 1st gives you the skills and techniques to explore your feelings, identify your needs, set boundaries, and communicate clearly and compassionately so that who you want to be aligns with how you show up. It offers a container for inquiry and self-discovery. It's a place for you to land. When you give yourself a framework for accountability, you open yourself to the possibilities that are awaiting you. The self-study program is a group coaching curriculum that fosters autonomy, yes and thinking, and meaningful connection. We do it together as a reminder that we are not alone. <laughs> Thank you so much for, being, for here, being here, for listening, for hanging with us. Good luck out there on your courage practice. Yeah, and check out... Um, you know, subscribe to our, and also subscribe to our email list. No. Yeah. Sign up for our newsletter on our website or in the show notes. Yeah. Do you want to say it again? Sign up for our newsletter or check out the show notes. What? <laughs> in the show notes. Sign up for our newsletter in the show notes so that you will get all relevant updates to the self-study program because what's happening December 1st? Applications are Woo! opening! Woo! Okay, see you next time. See you later. Bye. <laughs> Until next time.